I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and we made it, Colin, one year. We made it. Uh, And my name is Colin Drucker, and to paraphrase Barbara Harris, it's our birthday. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it is our birthday. It is our best supporting birthday. It is our... Yeah. Oh, that's a great episode title. Best supporting birthday. I I don't know if you had anything else. I mean, you're so good at those episode descriptions and titles. I feel like best supporting birthday is is the winner. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. We have officially been doing this podcast for... One year, I I have yeah. no idea how that happened. I know from like one little like, should we do this idea right. till now? Right, look at us. We did like a trial run of like best supporting Amy on in the details. Yeah, and it was oh, like, God. oh yeah, I could do this every week. <laughs> yeah, every day I do it every day in my mind. Yeah, just talking with myself. Um, but now I get to do it with you and all of our fabulous listeners who tune in every yeah. week. it's been such a fun ride. It's been great. I I just I love looking at things through the best supporting lens. I love identifying those performances. I love the like yes. the nuances of like, you know, and granted a lot of this is stuff that we've just come up with a patent pending, you know, but like, yeah, like the assistant to the best supporting actress or when a BSA enters or maximizing possibilities with appropriate Uh, uh, proportions. (laughs) Yes, exactly. What do we call it? What was the one that came up with uh, in (laughs) my mind is just mush right now in uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. We talked about like, as opposed to comedic, we talked about dramatic what was it? Oh, oh, physical drama versus yeah, like, physical uh, drama. Physical yes, yes, yes. Yeah, physical yeah. Drama. Um, all important yeah. buzzwords here on the on the best supporting on pod. Yeah. yeah, it's all part of the little, you know, there, there's a little guidebook, you know, there isn't a guidebook, but <laughs> oh. there should be. Um, I know. Our first piece piece of merch that will come in like a tote bag. Yeah, it's just definitions yeah. of these things. Yeah. Yes, it's just a pamphlet. Really? really? You know? Yeah. I love a pamphlet. Oh, <laughs> I love a good pamphlet. You know, you don't see many yes. pamphlets anymore. So bringing back best supporting pamphlets. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, so what we're doing today, uh, gentle listeners, is that we are counting down our top five BSAs of best supporting podcast. Our favorite ladies that we've talked about performances, episodes, just, you know. Really, essentially, I'm cribbing from the nuances on In the Details and bringing it to Best Supporting Podcast. Yeah, but it's perfect. It's like a celebration. I look back at the year that we just had celebrating all these wonderful women. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. I, I, 
I wanted to say like the obvious ones, but I wanted to think a little bit outside the box and be specific and then just like really broad with some stuff. So Same. I'm excited to see what your list is. But um, I know we both have some honorable mentions as in typical fashion. We typically do a, a top five here mm-hmm. on the BSA pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, why don't you start with one of your um, either like your Hall of Fames or your sort of. Yeah, your honorable mentions. I don't know how you want to go about yeah. it because I know you have a well. Maybe what I might have a process. I'll do is I'll get my hall of. I, I created a hall of fame. It was kind of like if I include these ladies on the list, then they'll take up most of the list. And like, that's true. You know, it's like the list. Uh, the list. And like, I can't. You know, <laughs> I I I have to name them, but I also have to make room for other yes. PSAs. Say their names. Yes. So I am saying. Four Hall of Fame Best Supporting Actresses, just to have their names in the ether of this episode. Uh, you know, we've already na- mentioned her and quoted her a bit, but of course, Barbara Harris from Who is Harry Kellerman and Why Is He Saying Those Terrible Things About Me. Yes. I, I adore that performance. I've queened out about it on In the Details, and we got a chance to talk about it. Uh, I think it was the episode we did on, it was in the 70s, and I can't remember who won that year. It may have been like, mm. that may have been, mm, I don't know, I want to say like Cloris Leachman in the last picture show or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it could have been something like yeah. that. Yeah, but it was, that sounds about right. Yeah, it was someone else who certainly earned it, but yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I couldn't not mention Miss Harris. So, yeah. So she's on the list of uh, Hall of Fame, of course, as well. One of our early episodes of Best Supporting Podcast. And again, one of my favorite Best Supporting Actress performances, Sandy Dennis in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I mean, yes, it's I mean, yeah, dramatic, uh, dramatic, physical drama. Excuse me. Um, Stare acting. It was our first sort of stare uh, acting moment. That moment, that moment she pauses at the top of the stairs and listens to them talking about her and then just changes are you know uh, code switches uh you won't yes. believe it oh like the oh it's just genius and that yes. shot i always think about that scene at the end when martha's on the floor and and yeah. honey's sitting over that her frame that i got yes you for your birthday. yes yeah. yes i just <laughs> love that picture um yeah that's just one of my favorite shots so it's a great sort of tableau mm-hmm. it's like i want to i want to be both of those women i want to like, totally. be one of them for halloween yeah and just like superimpose myself as the other character too i'm kind of looking through all of our episodes um i love that uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add to that list before you get into the other two hall of fames would be and you know of course joe beth williams and poltergeist yes she almost made the list course. but it's such a it's literally one of my favorite performances across the board. Have queened out about it as well, and in the details, like it just, oh, I, uh, I mean, though I'll tell you this: I talked about this recently, and in the details, Poltergeist two, no good, no good. <laughs> I, know, I, I remember yeah. you were talking about it on the hours episode. Yeah, the hours episode. Her hair is so bad, and like, <laughs> and is like tough as as Diane is in the first movie, and is like much of a heroine she is in the first movie she's useless in the second movie Ugh, so that's that's sad to see yeah that is it's a bummer especially yeah um the <sighs> the last hall of famer and this is yeah, comes no surprise but she has to be in the hall of fame because she's bigger than anything else is beatrice Straight network i was just gonna say i i that was probably one of my hall of fame yeah. yes it's just it's the it is the gold standard in some ways for me of like 
just a best supporting actress performance and again in like six minutes of screen time so yeah um so those are my excluded from the countdown they're all number one in my book they all have gold in my book yeah yes amen uh if i was to do my i didn't write any of these down but if i'm just going to kind of uh jump on the hall of fame bandwagon here i mean i would have to say of course the sandy dennis to my (laughs) Your Sandy Dennis is my Rita Moreno, yes. which was our second episode too mm-hmm. for West Side Story, and I was just so happy to be doing that episode because that was that was our first like proper episode of just mm-hmm. like uh, kind of figuring out our footing and where we're going with the podcast too, and what better way to kind of celebrate that by honoring Rita? Yeah, she's just incredible, and like the quintessential the quintessential musical theater best supporting actress, but also like in just because the movie is so beautiful, I. I always go back to it. I love her so much. And I, she gets to do everything yeah. in that movie. And it's just like, there's no stone unturned. And which we talked about in the episode. Go listen to it now. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the benefit of this episode is if we talk about a, a lady on an episode that you haven't yes. listened to, well, then you have a reason to go back and listen to it. Yes. I would also say this almost made my list too. And it's not that I didn't. It, it was just that other things were stronger in my mind or that I remembered things more clearly or fondly i guess but i i have to throw out the bsas of steel magnolias too because i had such a great time recording that um and i love that movie a lot um i'm looking at all these episodes and i just saw the laura dern edition and i was like oh yeah guess it did guess what did not make my list (laughs) i know Uh, our first year on on the uh of the bsa pod and laura dern won the oscar but we do love laura dern so there's that. We do. Yeah. Um, the thesis of any time we talked about Laura Dern in Marriage Story is we love Laura Dern. We don't love Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of it. I Those are my only two that I want to mention right now because I have others on my honorable mentions and mm-hmm. then my actual list. So that's just a little teaser. But great. Uh, they're great. Yeah. Well, then let's get into these honorable mentions. Um, I have three. Uh, so I will, how many honorable mentions do you have? I have two, but I can add another one very quickly. If one jumps to mind, but we can alternate back and forth. And if you think of another one by the end, great. If not, perfect. Maybe next year, sweetheart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so my first honorable mention is Philippa Sue in Hamilton. Yay. Yeah. I mean, it's all about that gasp at the end. Like, yes, that my life is before and after, you know, Eliza gasped at the end of Hamilton. It just, yes. I, you know, and it was tough because obviously, uh, you know, Angelica Renee Lee Goldsberry is, is almost made the list as well. I mean, they're both fabulous, Ugh. but I think it was that gasp and it was just the, like the emotional weight that, that uh, Philippa Sue carries in that show. And just, Oh, it was just, it's just so fucking good. She's she almost made my list. She's just so fucking good in Hamilton. Yeah, so she did make my oh, list. Good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. Oh, yeah, but I just yes. I, yeah I will hold off. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I was just thinking like on on our line of tote bags. Like I feel like um if our first tote bag is just simply Tony Collette in Hereditary, yes. I feel that the second one has to be Philippa Sue's gasp at the end of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just the text. <laughs> Philippa Sue gasp yeah. at the end of Harrison. Send Harrison tweets, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> the rip off Harrison. Yeah. Was there a president? <laughs> Barbara Harris. Harris. Yeah, Barbara Harris. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I will I will talk about her um, in a moment. But I'm so glad that you um, 
I yeah, I, that's all I'll say yeah, for now. Yeah. Uh who's your first honorable mention? My first honorable mention, um, because it was kind of an unexpected, lovely episode, and it's I wasn't like this is not to say that I wasn't excited for it, but once I watched it again, I was like, Oh yeah, this is we have to be doing this. And this is Best Supporting Ross. Oh my god! Yes! 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 yes. I had such a great time with that episode because I remember like not really like f- loving that movie, mm-hmm. but just like kind of reconnecting with um Tyne Daly and Caroline Aaron mm-hmm. and just like the magic of those two in that movie. Yeah. I, I was really so tickled and just like I and I'm so glad that you brought that one up and and because you were like when you mentioned that I was like okay <laughs> I know take a but, rest but, but, yeah. but, but that happens like on both sides totally. I'm sure it's the, the like um, and sometimes it like works out and sometimes it's just like okay you know this is murder on the Orient Express <laughs> yeah we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> I know we should have we should have like dishonorable mentions yeah. <laughs> um, but I just I was so it was such an unexpected, lovely episode, and I just love those two women even more, and I'm glad we got to shine a light on them. Well, love them. I'm so I will bite my tongue because it's on my list. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. But uh, ditto. Um, yes. Well, my next honorable mention is uh, funny. You should mention it. The Ingrid Bergman double feature of yes! Cactus Flower and Murder on the Orient Express. Not so much. I mean, Ingrid is fine, you know. It was the best of times. It was the worst But of it times. was indeed, yeah. I feel like for this podcast, it was like a turn in the road or a, 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 a fork in the road or a hook in the road or a K-turn of sorts. Yeah. We were like, ah, I'm not having fun. Uh, yes. Both of us were like, I don't want to talk about movies I don't want to talk about. And so we we pivoted a little, I think, after that episode and didn't hold ourselves as strictly to you know, best supporting actress winners throughout the history of the Oscars. Yes. Which, you know, was always our intention to kind of broaden the the scope of the podcast. But I feel like at that point, I think we had talked about all the performances we were aching to talk about who had won Oscars. Yeah. You know? And I expected that period to go on a little bit longer. So when we started, and by no means are we saying we're scraping the barrel, like all the other Oscar oh. nomin- or like winners that we have, we'll get to them eventually. There's still some on my list that I'm like, oh, I think we still need to talk mm-hmm. about them. But even in the sense of like, um, you know, covering Marissa Tomei uh, in, in the like in the bedroom mm-hmm. that year, like um, was she? But she wasn't nominated for it. She was nominated, but um, she didn't win. Okay, got, yeah, it, got it. Yeah. Um so just kind of veering off of like maybe another performance and maybe not highlighting the winner but still talking about them. That was kind of our like sort of transitional period of like, oh, we have permission to do whatever we want right. really. It's it's and it was kind of freeing in a way. But we had to go through the the Bergman phase. The Bergman you know? phase, you know. And I love Ingrid. I I still can't believe she won that Oscar, won that Oscar for Murder on the I think that is probably it might be my number one slot of like craziest Oscar wins. I, mm. I just cannot understand. I, I appreciate her um, in everything else she's in, but I don't know why she won for that. I just, it's like crazier than like Shakespeare in Love or I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just, it's it baffles me. But that's not to say that I don't love Ingrid. I love her. It's just one of those performances it's, where someone would have to tell you later, oh, she won an Oscar for that. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's you know, I mean, I've heard theories that, you know, it was because it was her return to Hollywood and it was kind of a welcome back Ingrid. And I'm sure we talked about it that episode. But yeah, uh, I just I include it because between that and even like Cactus Flower, which which was the episode before that one where it was. Yeah, it was just like, you know, where Best Supporting Podcast grew. And I'm 
I love how it diversified after and the BSAs of and like, yes. um, yeah. So yeah, but I agree. There are certainly other Oscar winners we will absolutely get to, but you know that was a bit of a puberty for best supporting yeah, podcast. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or adolescence, yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, great. My my other um, runner up, or, or I guess like, what am I trying to say? Honorable uh, mention. Yes. Wow. My brain just I left my body for a yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, is our Oscar Moms episode. Oh. And this was with uh, I, Tanya, and um, what was the other Lady one? Bird. My br- Lady Bird. Yeah. yes. Oh, my gosh. And really, I just loved, <clears throat> I love a theme, mm-hmm. uh, and I really just love both of those women. So it was very fun for us to talk about that, but also think of and kind of brainstorm about, like, what future episodes could like could be mm-hmm. because you know it's just like this like lovely umbrella of oscar moms featuring two women but we can do so much uh, so many other episodes mm. like that it was like another spin of the format um that really kind of works and i i just had a great time kind of talking about those two moms separately but also like how are they alike yeah it was, it was really fun yeah that was a fun episode i enjoyed that like the structure of that and 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 kind of seeing the similarities in those roles and why I wanted Laurie Metcalf to win and why I understood why Alice and Janney won. And, and yeah, the agony of choosing. Uh, you made me choose, Colin. I, I know, it. I know. And between, I don't even know what I said. Did I say Alice and Janney? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Remember. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, that was... It changes on the day. Yeah, right? yeah. That's That alternates because it just depends on the mood, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted Laurie Metcalf to be represented today in this episode, and now she Good. is. I mean, yes. you know, I want I want a pillow that just says it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that ugly pillow! That ugly pillow, and the, just the way she says that line. Yes. Always like I've always loved the face journey in the car leaving the airport, but now I think about it makes me laugh all the time. Yeah, it's so important to see. I think that's really the only time. Besides maybe her at work, mm-hmm. like interacting with her coworkers, that we see her like smile. Yeah, laugh, yeah. Because she's never like that at home. Yeah, it's nice to see, you know, uh, a, a happy, I don't remember her character's name now, but a happy Lori Metcalf. Yes. Um, uh, I also love the moment. I don't know if we talked about it during that episode, too, when her and Tracy lets her in the bathroom and she's like, do you think that it's like the son and the girlfriend mm. are having sex on the pullout couch? And Tracy is just like, Oh yeah. yeah, and then they both just like laugh. Yeah, Ugh, I love I love Tracy Letts. I need him to be every dad in every movie. Yeah, until the end of time. I just I think he has such a gift, and I love that he's just like an incredible writer too. On top of just being like a really naturally gifted actor. Yeah, um, yeah, I love him a lot. Honorable mention Tracy Letts in yeah, Lady Bird. Yeah, it sounds like a it's a gender neutral name. Yeah, put him on the yeah, list. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, my last honorable mention is it goes to really the the birthplace, you know, I wouldn't even say a dual birthplace, uh, but the original assistance to the Best Supporting Actress, Terry Garr and Jane Alexander. Yes. Yay. Yeah. So Terry Garr was the first assistant to the Best Supporting Actress we ever talked about in Tootsie, the infamous Tootsie. Uh, and it was, the the way we saw it, of course, was like, it's not the BSA, but it's like, the the next in line you know yeah like the featured Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's a little bit smaller of a role it's a has a little bit less of an impact but it still stands out and i think terry gar was a great example of that in tootsie but then having 
Jane Alexander in Kramer versus Kramer to kind of like cement that in a different mm-hmm. way. It was like, yes, she's not the Meryl Streep BSA role. It's the it's the next in line. And she still has yeah. her own moment. She's got that kitchen scene, you know? Oh, uh, the washing dishes kitchen scene. I love that. Uh, I mean, you know, we've talked about this, but say what you want about Dustin Hoffman, but he is a great uh, companion to a lot of BSAs. Uh, That's true. He was coming up a lot yeah. in those earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah. Barbara yeah. Harris and Who's Afraid of Harry, or, or yes. Who's Harry Kellerman, Jane Alexander, yes. Terry Gar. I feel like there's even another one, but he uh, was it um, Midnight Cowboy. Oh yes, which uh, with yeah. Brenda Vaccaro and Sylvia Miles yes. as BSAs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even though he wasn't in any scenes, no, I think he was in. He was in a scene with mm. Brenda Vaccaro uh, where she was okay. great, but Sylvia Miles was just with uh, what's his name, John Voight. Oh. I have I have a question for you because uh, this is on your hours episode and it sounds so familiar and you probably have talked about it before but what is that scene from like I guess I'll be going now what's that from? oh 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 so that's from Supergirl uh, oh. it's and so in Supergirl uh, where Supergirl is played by Helen Shaver who I mean is not I don't know how much she's a name now but the villains are played by Faye Dunaway. And okay. Brenda Vaccaro, though Brenda Vaccaro is is a little bit you know nicer. And sure. towards the end of the movie, you know, Faye is uh, Faye's character is you know uh, things are not looking good for her. And at that point, that's when Brenda Vaccaro's character is like, uh, "I'm going to get out of here." And so she starts backing away, going, "I think I'll be going now if you'll excuse me." And then Faye like shoots a laser at her and blows her back wow. against a wall. And that's when she screams and says, "That's what I said. I'm staying. I'm staying." It's such an odd scene and like her vocal work and like the way that she delivers. I'm obviously those are all the reasons why you probably of course, love that. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm spelling out why you're like, yes, yes. Love yes. It. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, happy you hear all this. But it is things. such an interesting, I was like, what is this from? And I, have you done an in the details episode about that or not? I've included. It's such a short moment. Too, yeah. I've included it at different moments and I put it as an Easter egg at the very end of every episode. It's at the end of the music. I was going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like the, perfect yeah uh, send off yeah for every i mean like seven people listen to the end but for those seven people it's worth <laughs> i know it. I'm, I'm sad to say i never listened that that's far, okay but i typically do mm. um i know where to follow you yeah uh um, so yeah so that's uh that's where that is so i'm boy am i happy that brenda vaccaro is getting you know mentioned i know this episode. an unexpected surprise yeah but well, hall please. of fame brenda vaccaro um okay shall we get into our list yes. our official t- our countdown um I'm going to go yeah, first here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to actually flip the script. And I, I kind of love that I put this. But my, it's this is more of an episode rather than like an actress too. But I'm my number five is actually our Tootsie episode. Okay. Only for the reason, for all the reasons you mentioned about Terry Gar and us establish, uh, establishing the assistant to the BSA. But also because of how often we reference mm-hmm. that performance. And Jessica Lang specifically is who we're talking about. In how confused we were, but also like, fine, I guess she gets an Oscar, but now it's our sort of barometer, like on a scale of one to Jessica Lang, like, where does this woman fall? Right. And it's it's just been this through line throughout the entire lore of the Best Supporting Podcast that I had to throw it on. You know, I was thinking about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I agree. I think that Jessica Lang and Tootsie and her Oscar win... <clears throat> 
is, you know, and again, is, you know, people have said, oh, it's just because it was the same year as Sophie's Choice and she was nominated for Francis, which she should have won for. So this is yeah. kind of an apology Oscar. But all of that narrative aside, like just watching that performance and saying, oh, like this is one you'd really like you if you told me after and I didn't know that she won an Oscar, I'd be like, for what? What? Yeah. Part? Like she was so what? <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> but like, come on. Um, I mean, she did better than I ever would, but like, sure, yeah, she's like really natural mm-hmm. and like just sort of really comfortable on screen, and she's beautiful and um, works well with Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll never but really, get over it's this. About Terry Gar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like it's crazy that she didn't win. Ugh. I know, I know, but I love. Sometimes okay. I love when a performance is just like recognized and doesn't win. You know, like yeah, it wins in our book. Right, right. It like it makes me yes. want to cheer for it a little bit more. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. How about your number five? My number five it. is going to be, and this one I like this because it was a little bit different than the others, uh, and of course was still classic best supporting actress behavior was Elaine Stritch in Original Cast Album Company. Yay! I'm glad you mentioned it, because I was just thinking about that when, when we started. I was like, ooh, I forgot Elaine. But yay, yeah. keep going. I mean, it's, Tell us. you know, that one is great, because I feel like it was Elaine Stritch, the actress in real life, being best supporting Elaine in the, in the recording studio, even yes. more than it was Elaine being Joanne and company, you know? Yeah, there are a lot of layers there because she was dressed. She was like in hair and makeup for Joanne, mm-hmm. but she was still Elaine. It's like a performance within a performance, and just like the performance of Elaine Stritch anywhere is something that I will yeah. tune in for. Yeah, right. I mean, even though I don't want to be in that room, no, I don't want to be in the room, no. But I'm I'm happy to watch from a, a comfortable distance. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the room <laughs> where it happens. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be quiet uptown. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and so. <laughs> just like burn. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Elaine. Yeah. That I, I just am, uh, I'm terrified of that woman, but I love to watch from afar. Yes. Uh, but you know, it's like the way that she, the way that she'd like smile while they were singing lyrics, the way she, she would get into, yes. uh, like the, I, maybe it was like the little things we do together where she just had, yes, that's the thing like, where she, I've done it three or four times. That's and she's, sort of yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. And she's kind of like amused by it all. Uh, yes. and the way she was conducting from the chorus. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's like Tammy Brown hands yes. almost like, ha, it's, yeah, it's I'm so acting. like singing. aggressive and staccato. <laughs> yeah. How she like sat with the big boys at lunch, you know? Oh, yes. oh, hi, Elaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, hi, Elaine. Oh my God. I want that on a tote bag. Oh, I oh, know. Hi, and that is like the deepest cut of deepest cuts. But like, if someone gets that, well, oh my God. Oh, hi, Elaine. <laughs> you've, yeah, you, you're in the BSA Hall totally. of Fame if you get that reference. Yeah. Because it is so stupid. And I don't know why I was so tickled by that. Oh, hi, Elaine. So funny. Um, <laughs> It just so like sums it up. There's Elaine sitting with like Hal Prince and Stephen Sondheim, and then yes. uh, I guess it was like the, the musical director shows up, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, hi, Elaine!" Like it, as if who would question why Elaine's sitting there having a beer, yeah. with Stephen Sondheim, a beer and a cig, yeah. Oh, amazing! Um, it's so lovely. Oh. Oh. So yeah, so that I mean, it was just and what a uh, like just that that documentary was just fascinating and just yeah so, it's a great great yeah watch. yeah so that like i was glad that that kind of fell under the umbrella of best supporting performances yes 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 
Um, well, my number four is actually um, my Philippa Sue moment. Oh, great. It's, it's Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, I, I was just so happy that you liked it because mm. <laughs> I knew you had seen it. And I, I but it was like the perfect storm of like where you were in your life and like f- feeling all the feels oh. um, as far as just like really kind of setting whatever, you know, preconceived notions aside of like, OK, Hamilton, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I, and, and that you really just like enjoyed it and like picked up on like everything that I was picking up on too mm-hmm. and like the gasp it, it like like we said before it really is like a moment and yeah Uh-oh. a cultural reset as the kids say um, right I feel like helicopter and Miss Saigon move over Philip yeah, exactly. <laughs> gasping in Hamilton is the moment <laughs> it really is oh my god and just and I love that we were both like sad and scared but also excited that she was our number one yes. BSA in the whole show because yeah. Renee Elise Goldsberry was our number two but I was I was so thrilled that we both came to that same realization too and I, I, I obviously still love Renee and like I go back to like for weeks after Keon and I would I would like I'd be brushing my teeth and I would hear him watching it like on his phone mm-hmm. or like on our TV just satisfied only and of um, and then just like I could hear him just like sigh at the end of it and just like, wow. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's such a, oh, God, that song. I mean, oh, it's, it is worth mentioning. It's kind of like, I, this is, Philippa Sue is Olivia Coleman winning the Oscar and Renee Goldsberry is kind of like Glenn Close in the audience, just like, you know, sitting there smiling. And I just, I'm having a moment of like, oh, it wasn't supposed to happen this way, you know? Yeah, yes. You know, but like, know. you know, you can't choose. Um, yeah. And so, or you have, you can choose, you have to choose. Uh, you it's can't true. have both. So, um, <laughs> but I love her and I love Hamilton in general. That was such a fun episode to talk mm. about everything. Um, all things Hamilton related. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was like a mega episode. That was, it like, was, it was yeah. like an action packed. Yeah, yes. It was great. Yes. Uh, and the most men we've ever had on Best Supporting Podcast. Yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. It's safe to say. Yeah. So. I'm glad for it. Um, well, my number four, and, you know, this one was, this one might be coming out of left field, so to speak, but I just can't stop thinking about it, and I will explain, but it is Lori Petty in A League of Their Own. Oh, great. I know. Like, oh, but, you know, it's. I feel like after we did that episode and after I've like, you know, rewatching it and really like finally seeing a league of their own being more about Kit than about, um, about Dottie Dottie. and, and realizing how much it was Kit's story and like how she evolves in that movie. But then obviously when we get to the world series, when we get to the, the final game, the music, the music, the the music, the the dancing. Oh, it's just, (laughs) It is, and the dancing in A League of Their Own. I mean, that's yes, that is worth that's mentioning. True. I, you know, A League yeah. of Their Own in general was a pleasure to Queen. Out it on. was. It was really great. You know, and I just love that movie. And I, you know, Lori Petty, just uh, I hate to say it, she knocks it out of the park in that World Series ah. scene because she waka waka. waka. I mean, when she's <laughs> crying in the dugout, and oh, uh, and the, oh, it's just it's so impactful and so powerful and i don't care about sports movies and i felt every emotion that that 
men who watch sports must feel in that moment. Yes. Times a hundred because it was women and emotions and you know, all of that. So And Rosie on third base. Oh yeah. Know. That one looked good to me, Ellen Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Just another toe back I want. That's uh, another toe. Yeah. I know. Who's writing this down? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um I mean yeah, so really a League of Their Own in general, I'm going to put as my number four, but specifically my BSA of that episode, Lori Petty. Excellent. I love that. Yeah, it really is. I, she was your number one, she? Wasn't was, she? and I did not yeah. expect it. It just kind of snuck up, and Ugh. yeah. I love that we got um, another sort of like thing that we've tossed around and like texts to each other. Mm-hmm. It's just like Marla Hooch with her dad at the bus station <sighs> with the American flag Ugh. and the music like that. Whatever that emotion is, it's I want more. Of yes. It, but also like, how dare you make me that emotion? Oh. like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Best supporting train Ugh. station scene. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> is absolutely move over. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. Move home. Oh my God. Best supporting train station scenes. If we could find a yes. few more, like we've got an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there has to be. I'm dying in this town. Dying in this town. This town. <laughs> yeah, the roar. It's <sighs> <sighs> good. Anyway. Uh, excellent. Uh, so my number three is actually, and I, I, I would be surprised if it wasn't on your list, but I'm, I'm, I'll mention it anyway, is, um, is Eileen Brennan Clue. In Clue, excuse me. Yes, I figured you were going to name her, so I thought, let me leave yes, room. Great. I was sure she'd show up. Yeah, and even when um, we did Private Benjamin, that was also a great episode, too, just to see another role of hers. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was... What was... The, like, the talking to herself when she was back in her room, and she was like, well, what, what did she do that she was so, like, pleased with herself? She, like, pranked someone. What was the I, thing? Oh, was I like, thought it was the... She was, I thought it was the moment where, she, where Judy was saying she was complaining about the conditions of the barracks. Well, there's that. Yeah. I remember that. But there was something about, like, she was kind of like, it's right before um, they sneak into her, like, mm-hmm. and they put the blue paint. and the, But, like, she was she, she was drunk. She was drunk. She was still and, like, drunk. Yeah, packing her bag or something. Great. Yeah. 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 Oh, and she said something. She kept repeating it, but it's it's gone now. It's gone. Yeah. It's a reason to go back and listen to that episode. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that Eileen Brennan is a is a two time uh, mention on Best Supporting Podcast. That she. Well, no, yes. I take that back. Three times because she was also in Ooh. Last Picture Show. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. She played a yeah. waitress. She played a waitress. Oh, she that was so. Great. And and won the BAFTA, I think, for it, or was nominated for a BAFTA or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so. I just, I, I love Clue. I've always loved Clue. And for me, like, for most of my life, it has been about Madeline Kahn. And it's mm-hmm. not to say that, um, why can I never remember her name? Who plays Miss Scarlet? Why do I always... Leslie Ann Warren. Leslie Ann Warren. Like, it, there's no, there's not even like a, like, oh, it starts with an L. It just completely leaves my head, which is... I'm ashamed to say yeah. that. So, because she's great in it too, she really is. It, um, but for all my life, it's kind of been about like flames on the side of my face. But mm-hmm. uh, kind of rewatching it, it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is all Eileen Brennan. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the only reason to watch. I mean, not the only reason. That's too strong of a sentiment. But um, I'm so glad that I'm now looking through Clue with an Eileen Brennan lens, an even stronger one. And I just love her so much. I think the other ladies in the movie are obviously great. And even Tim Curry, I think, you know, everyone, everyone's great in that movie. The men, I mean, you know, dinner will be ready at 730. Not exactly the <laughs> yeah, most, you know, impactful line I've ever heard. Knife. 
Yes. Oh yeah, the knife. Yeah, when she points with the knife. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's my tote bag. Dinner will be ready at seven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and just like a knife emoji. Total. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I yes, I feel like the 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 whole monologue at the dinner table, the recreating the scene of her, you know, potentially getting poisoned and they screaming and. Yes. And of course, the oh my god, of course. I mean, yes, it's, I'm so glad that you discovered. That. Oh, now yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think Eileen Brennan and Clue. Clue is such a great specific special movie, and then Eileen Brennan and Clue is that's that's the that's yeah that's another tote that's bag, the claw yeah. meat and the lobster. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, uh, how about you? What's your number three, Colin? Well, my number three was the aforementioned Tyne Daly and Caroline Aaron <gasps> Yay. in Hello, okay, My Name great, is Doris. Great. Um, Lead us in. Oh, I, I'm so glad you mentioned it. I, I also felt like, you know, I think when I wrote and I suggested it, I had forgotten about Caroline Aaron because I'd seen it before, but I forgot that she was in it. I knew about Tyne Daly and I thought, and, and my memory was, oh, I think Tyne Daly's like, really great in this but like let's see what happens and it just yeah the movie's a weirdo movie i think sally field does a great job i think uh but it's yeah it's a it's a wackadoo little movie mm-hmm. but tyne daly is and caroline aaron are pitch perfect yeah. as these two women and they are like my favorite kind of women to show up in a movie and it's it's so there's two of them. and there's it's not two just of them. One. Yeah, you know, it's it's like the way that Roz says you've got two kinds of stuffing. It's like you've got two kinds of best supporting actresses. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've got. But I'm making two kinds of stuffing. <laughs> oh my god! The, what do you mean you're not coming? The two kinds of stuffing. Uh, I just and I just think that Roz is such a lovely character and so oh my god and Tyne Daly oh I, I could just I could literally just go through all my favorite moments of that movie again but I won't yeah the card scene where they're playing there, is a bridge I don't know what they're playing at the table something too, but yeah you gotta knock on the table first <laughs> yeah well you gotta knock and just yeah. like them laughing at each other I I mean we said it on the podcast we're just beating a dead horse but like I I could have watched that that could have been the whole movie. Totally. For me. Oh my it god. It really could have. Like, where's where's that? Right. And it was like kind of improv-y. Like it seems like one of them flubbed their lines yep. and then they just kind of laughed. Ugh. Yeah. I, forget about I it. I just loved it. I love that moment when Roz looks at the picture of Melvin and she gets choked up. I mean, oh, oh it it's so it. I again, I just I love that movie. I love those performances. Yes. And you know, I love Caroline Aaron. She's someone I'm always excited by when I see her in something. And, yeah. you know, of course, she was also in Working Girl. So she's a, yes. you know, a bit of... Oh, that was a great episode, too. Yeah. yeah. So she's an alum. Uh, but, you know, yeah, whenever she shows up in something, I'm like, oh, Caroline Aaron. Like, all you need is like a, you know, a dollop of daisy to just transform this <laughs> meal. And that's Caroline Aaron. Yes, exactly. She's in Mrs. Maisel, but I don't think... She, I, we don't see enough of her in Mrs. Yeah. Maisel, which is a little... Disheartening. I mean, I didn't finish all of season three yet, but um, I I wish there was more of her and less of other people. Yeah, that, but uh, I wish if there anyway, was more of her, thing. maybe I'd give that show a shot. But I know, yeah, there's no rush, no rush. Uh, but yay! I'm glad you that I'm glad that made the list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I uh, I'm yeah. I'm glad. Oh, it makes me feel so good that hello, my name is Doris, and specifically Ty Daly and Karen Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. like jumped out Who a little. Yeah, the real yes. the real dark horse of this year. Yes, yes. Uh so let's get to your number 2, right? 
Yeah, yeah. My number two is actually our first episode ever. Oh. I feel like I remember when we recorded it, we wanted to like define our like what, you know, a best supporting actress was to both of us too. And we had like some loose notes, but we were kind of just flying by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a great first episode. Mm -hmm. And it was just we like both stopped recording. And I remember both of us being like, wow, that was like really easy. And it flowed well. And it's just like... It was like a behind the scenes moment for sure, too. But it was just like a sort of nudge from the universe of saying like, yeah, keep going. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. And I I just it was like the start of everything, really. It was literally our start of everything because it was our first episode, too. But I remember that it just like worked. Mm -hmm. And I remember like this is this is what we were meant to be doing. Right. It just fit. It was like, oh, these are the kind of conversations I want to keep having. And the the lens I want to see things through. And it was, yeah, I, that's, uh, that I'm glad. I think that that's very fitting to mention our first episode on our birthday episode. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if we say so ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The reviews are in there like, God, just stop talking about yeah, yourselves. Best but supporting sorry. narcissists. Um, I know, yeah. But whatever. Uh, that's what birthdays are for. Uh, that's right. Well, my number two is uh, probably the whole episode, but I'm going to zero in on Annie Murphy and Schitt's Creek. Ooh, this was our yes. first like non-Oscars yeah, episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. And it was early on. It was like the sixth or seventh episode in. And, you know, it was like, we just have to do this. We've got to do the BSAs of Schitt's Creek. And, I mean, obviously the whole episode was, was a lot of fun. But I, I, when I think of all-star Best Supporting Actress performances, I mean, I can't yeah. not celebrate Annie Murphy. It was also, I think, after, you know, a year almost of doing this podcast, then she won the Emmy, you know? So that yes. was kind of a nice thing to happen yeah. in the span of our podcast was we saw that trajectory of, like, you know, Alexis emerging and then getting awarded. And, and yes. uh, she was the number one BSA for us that episode. So it was just like, it was just like a really good year for Annie Murphy. <laughs> I know. I want so much for her. Yeah. I, I wonder where she goes from here. That's mm. like, I often worry about, especially like sitcom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't call Shit's Creek like a sitcom, but it's also, you know what I mean? It's just like, um, people that are just so well known for the characters they just start out with or their breakout roles mm-hmm. that it's hard to do other things. I, I don't want her to be like just versions of Alexis. I want her to do like, I need her to do like the Anne Hathaway and Brokeback Mountain. I need mm-hmm. her to just like pull her tits out in the backseat. Absolutely. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah, she needs something total opposite. I'd, I'd be so interested to see her in a, in a dramatic role and, and to see a different side of her too. So uh, only time will tell. Yeah, I mean, we see a bit of it in season six when, when you know, yes. she and Ted, you know, I mean, spoilers, if you, if you know, we'll leave it at that. The parting ways scene, yes, we'll call it. Yes, yeah. Um But, you know, she does have a show, I guess it's going to be happening, I don't know, at some point that she's going to be starring in. I can't remember what it's called, but I know it has, oh. like, an F-bomb in the title. Maybe if you'll bear with my new show. Interesting. Uh, it's called, oh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Ah, the series will follow Murphy as a sitcom wife named Allison as she navigates the struggles of sitcom convention and eventually breaks free to tell her own story. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait. Is it a pop TV thing or is it sort of? I don't know all those. I'm asking very specific questions. Yes. It's like, so who is the production designer on this? Who did the costume? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's going to be an AMC show. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Interesting. I can't wait. Yeah. So that's cool. So, I mean, that should be different. I love that idea of like playing into the tropes of the sitcom wife and then breaking free of that. I think that's like I picture, you know, Patricia Heaton on Everybody Loves Raymond just like sure, breaking yes. the fourth wall and being like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why am I putting up with I like this? that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, uh, yeah, congratulations, Annie Murphy. And I hope you just, you know, explode in all the right ways from here on. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that brings us to your number one. I know. Um, so it's, it's an episode. I was going to say something specific about it, but really it's just the episode. And of course, it always comes back to the hours. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. I, 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 I didn't know where to fit it in. I thought it'd be too on the nose having just done the hours episode and then the details. I'm the yeah. only one who thinks of these, these crossovers. But okay, go on. And I know it's so funny because I feel like um, Dublin Zoetrope sometimes reads, you know, the white gays for loving the hours. It, like there's no easier way to piss off a white gay by saying you don't like the hours mm. or something like that. Um, and I was like, I feel attacked. Only he said it like in a much more witty and smart <laughs> way than I just did it. Um, but I, I can't help it. I um, I love the hours. I've always loved it. And I, I think for you and me both, it's, it was kind of this formative movie mm. for both of us. And we talk about it at length on that episode. And it is quite the lengthy episode. Yeah. It's like over two, it's like two and a half hours. Totally. I think that and Hamilton are probably our longest episodes. <clears throat> yeah. But I just... It was like the perfect time to cover that episode because I had just been away from it long enough, but also like was remembering so much about why I love that movie and the score and Jeff Daniels and Meryl mm. and just Julianne Moore. And I I really do love a lot of the Virginia Woolf stuff. I know it's like that wasn't necessarily specifically for you, like the highlight of the movie, but the train scene is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Nicole Kidman's husband and I'm blanking on his name right oh, now. Of Stephen course, Delane. But he's really, yeah. yeah, but he's really great in it. And um, another assistant to the BSA, of course I'm just forgetting everyone's name, but yeah. um, Nicole Kidman's sister. Natasha Richardson. And, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, Natasha Richardson or someone else? Oh, Miranda Richardson. Miranda yes, Richardson. I was going to say, Natasha I was like, think, uh, wrong Richardson. Yeah. It's okay though. Sorry, just the, that, you know. The Richardson family. Uh, yes, uh, Miranda Richardson, yeah. Yes, um, but that was such a lovely scene, and I remember we really queened out on her as well, too. She's such a gifted actress. Yeah. But the whole movie is is perfect. I love it so much, and like, uh, I'm still waiting for like the Broadway musical to come out, or at least the play version, even though I don't want it to come out ever, but I feel like some... some I feel like... I, you might not know this reference, but there's a composer named Adam Gettle, who um, he wrote The Light in the Piazza, oh, uh, which yes. is one of my favorite, mm -hmm. favorite shows of all time. And I feel like if anyone was to handle that, like he would be able to do it. And he hasn't really written anything since. He also did like Floyd Collins and um, another show called Myths and Hymns. But I feel like if anyone was to do it, it'd be Adam Gittle. Um, he's sort of like the prestige, like sort of like, I don't know, these sort of like, all white cast sort of yes, musicals yeah. you know mm -hmm. i hate saying that but that's that's what it is um but anyways yes your thoughts on the hours colin i mean i uh, <laughs> like that's a loaded question. yeah i mean i'm obsessed like it just yeah. is uh yeah absolutely a formative movie i think you know, i talked about this on in the details i know i feel like i'm cross-promoting but what are, what are you gonna do uh but it yeah. like when it found me in my life in high school like it just 
it was everything it like defined for me like oh yeah this is what i want i like mm-hmm. i want you know monologues and women acting and scenes and important dialogue and then like you know in the music oh the music and you know and yeah. and you know then reading the book and just how that just filled yes, in so much like oh it you know it's one of those rare experiences where reading the book doesn't feel weird after seeing the movie or even vice versa they're just like totally different and similar interpretations that work on their own and i don't know i just um yeah the hours is one of my favorite movies and i uh i was thrilled to finally do the bsa's the hours because really we just talked about pretty much everybody on on the cast list yeah (laughs) yeah i know and uh uh everyone is magnificent in that movie but yeah like the book too it just kind of deepens Mm -hmm. your appreciation and and love for the movie too and they are separate but also both supporting obviously the same ideas and there's like some stuff that's like literally taken out of it and there's some stuff that's different too but i it's such a quick read for me that book it's not like too thick at all really but um i i love reading that book like once a year i think i might just start making that a sort of tradition mm. for myself oh, that's... at different parts of the year yeah. maybe i'll do it in the winter this year mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you know i like that idea because i i feel like reading the hours the way that it's written i i come out of it like feeling like a deeper appreciation of reading basically wanting to read more getting into that reading groove you know like readings like yoga like the more you do it the more you want to the less you do it the less you want to yeah of course that's a great comparison and i think that like the hours is a book that gets you excited about reading i think or certainly me yeah 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 it's like eating chocolate cake it's like it's like dessert everything is like so rich and beautiful yeah Um, i love it yeah oh that's very true (sighs) <sighs> the hours. The hours. It's just too much. It's just too much. Uh, <laughs> you fly in here from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, don't touch me. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Another tote bag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, for, for Corona times, right. don't touch me. Jesus. Right. The Jesus is in like smaller font towards the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my, uh, my, yeah, number, my one. number one is... Uh, is certainly the whole episode, but I I could zoom in on another real best supporting actress alumnus <laughs> alumna, if you will, um, Allison Janney in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yay! Yes, good. But Ugh. if not the whole episode, because man, was that episode fun? That was. I don't know how that slipped through the cracks with me, but it's being mentioned. It's being now. mentioned now. I mean, I just that is. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll never stop saying it. My favorite Allison Janney performance is mm. in Drop Dead Gorgeous, and yes. she's fabulous in the hours. She's fabulous she in I Tanya. She's mm-hmm. you know I I think those are all the movies we've talked about her in, but. Yeah, I think so. You know, still haven't seen The West Wing, so TPD. Yeah. But I just think that Loretta is so fucking funny and so... I mean, I I think I went on multiple diatribes about this in that episode, but I I think that whole movie is just a celebration of female performances and some funny men, but, like, just really funny women. Brittany Murphy, Amy Adams, Denise Richards, Kirstie Alley... Mindy Sterling. I mean, it's just uh, uh, the the two women at the state finals. Oh yes, Mo Gaffney of and Nora Dunn. It just <laughs> it's so it is just such a fabulous movie, and that's a movie I will rewatch at least once a year. 
and and I'll get yes. something new out of it every time. You know, like there's yeah. there's so many little nuances to it. I I love how monstrously awful Kirstie Alley is. I just mm. Denise it's Richards. Ah, oh, it's oh, it's 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 beautiful. It's it's like uh, um, an abundance of women and and women in comedic performances mm-hmm. just being. Larger than life, but also like real, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things because so many of those roles could just be too. I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. Like, we get it. But like, it's they're lived in and sort of <laughs> natural. Yeah. Like, they're as, as natural as they can be. Yeah. They're very much rooted in certain personalities and small town energy and small town mindsets. And like, there's that yes. very Midwestern Minnesota thing about it that I, I think that specificity makes it feel like. Like, oh, yeah, these are almost like real people in an absurd situation, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we got the, this is, this is, oh, this is bullshit. This is, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this. Ellen Barkin, I didn't even mention her. Yes. Oh, she's. Oh, the beer can. The beer can. Melted. Yeah. God. When she opens up the beer at the end and says, I did <laughs> I it. I did it. <laughs> I did she's it. so proud of herself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I think that Loretta in that movie, for me, when we talk about, like, that idea of the quintessential best supporting actress I I think the where how she factors into the movie from her yes. entrance to her involvement with the plot to how she she is a part of like the whole thing even the state final she's a part of that you know I I I like that Loretta is always a part of the story even though she's just like yes. the mom's friend you know yeah she is like the she's like the aunt really mm-hmm. it's like big aunt energy which we love here yeah absolutely so. Yeah. Yay, I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. And there's so many others, of course. Yeah, there are. You know? Like, uh, yeah, of course I'm going to see something later and be like, why? Yeah. Why didn't I say that? You know, like the one that didn't make the list that we didn't even queen out on that much, and I don't even think you had seen it, but like it's the uh, Hermione Badley in a room at the top that oh, that's right. she was in the movie that's for right. two and a half minutes and got a nomination. Yes. Yeah. I, it, and I've rewatched it a number of times because I just find that so fascinating you know, how small her role is. And like, it just makes me want to zoom in on every single choice she makes because she only has two and a half minutes. Mm. It, it's such an interesting inclusion. I like, I don't know. There's something about it. I can't stop thinking about it. So doesn't make the list, but I came out of this year of celebrating best supporting actresses, just kind of fascinated by that one. And it's the, and it's the shortest nominated performance I think ever, not just best supporting actress, but ever. So, so that's something. Yes, and even um, Barbara Harrison, one potato, two potato. I want my baby. Oh, uh, uh, Brenda, uh, uh, Barbara Barry. Oh, it's not Barbara Harris. But oh gosh, Barbara. Well, it's all right. It's like the Richardson syndrome here. Yeah, totally. It's just yeah, it's right, the Barbara's Barbara, and the Richardsons. Last name. Yeah, Barbara yes. Richardson. Yes, Barbara Barry. We at some point we'll just have to do a one potato, two a two potato episode. <laughs> and just queen out on Barbara Barry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Uh, oh, well, this was so fun. I wish we should have did like a top 10, but really this is yeah. this is beautiful. In a way we did with our sort of Hall of Fames and honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we, we got a good cross section. Um, yes. And I'm excited to see who we talk about in the next year of episodes. I know. I'm excited to look back. This will this will be a nice annual sort of thing. Hopefully it'll fall like on the exact same date again. Right. I timing. know. This worked out so well. Yes. Yeah. Good eye. Good eye. Well, you know, just it's it's all eye I calendar. Do I do what I can, you know? Um, 
So, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a birthday episode if we didn't do birthday BSAs of the week. I mean, or just regular yeah. BSAs of the week. Uh, sure. But indeed, our final segment of the episode, uh, BSA of the week, where we queen out on a uh, performance or an actor or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives this week. Uh, I've got, um, what do I have? I think I have like one... I have one definite BSA, and I was thinking I have at least one nominee. I thought I had another nominee, but I can't remember it. But maybe it'll come back to me. So I okay. have that. Uh, what do you have? I have um, a nominee and uh, a BSA of the week. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Well, my nominee, because yeah. um, I'm actually in New Hampshire right now. I'm in New England for um, Keon's, like, one of his chi- like closest childhood friends is getting married. Hmm. And I know that's, like... Uh, risky, risky business nowadays due to COVID too, and it's we've we've made the decision. We're going with it. I know it's like there really isn't a smart decision other than staying home. Like as yeah. far as people, like I've just kind of noted, like my definition of like we're making it as safe as possible. Like <clears throat> you really can't make it like one hundred percent foolproof. No, uh, unless you stay home. That is the only way to <laughs> to avoid getting mm-hmm. anything or putting yourself in that situation. However, um. It, a lot of tough decisions had to be made this year about like canceling weddings and going to weddings and we're going uh it's going to be this following saturday or this coming saturday it should be lovely i'm hoping everyone and there's we're there they are taking every precaution i feel like i have to like defend myself i know i, I know i but i, I, I hear yeah you. yeah i think you know we we all at some point i think it's as you said like it's like abstinence like the only safe sex is yeah. no sex but that's yeah, not usually kinda. the option we're going with. So you know, it's risk reduction. Yeah, it's um, it's it's an outside wedding. We have to wear masks the entire time. Uh, Keon's brother is actually DJing the event, um, and he like every half hour is going to be on the mic saying like, "Put your masks on. Mm-hmm. Remember to wear your masks." And if he sees anyone like, because I feel like it's probably the most. Uh, we're probably the most vulnerable once people have a couple drinks in them yes. and people are just like kind of on the dance floor. So there's a reminder going on every so often and uh, we'll see what happens. It's it's supposed to be a beautiful day. It's supposed to be 72 oh, good. degrees, which I'm actually a little <laughs> angry about because I wanted it to be like cool, crisp, mm. you know, fall New England weather. Yeah. But um, I'm always hot, though. Uh, but anyway, wow, this is to say that I'm in New England right now, uh, New Hampshire to be specific, and uh, I'm recording this at Keon's brother's house right now, and as, I, as soon as I walked in the door, I said, I, I kind of need a coffee, what do you have? And he had plenty of options. He has a full coffee bar. He has like, he said, do you want cold brew or regular coffee? And I was like, what? What? And I, so he pulled out the cold brew, and he also made me uh, a double shot of espresso to put in the drink. And then he actually has like flavor pumps too. Oh my. Like anything I could want. Gosh. And then he, so a little bit of hazelnut, a little bit of like whole milk. There wasn't half and half, but that's okay. I'll, I was like, just give me the fattiest milk that you have. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. he had that. Uh, just so I've been sipping on it. the cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've been sipping on it the whole time. And it's just been really a lovely start to my morning. So that is. Um, that is my nominee mm-hmm. uh, for BSA of the week. But my BSA of the week is actually a micro moment. Oh. <laughs> I, I've said this before, um, a real life micro moment, which are the best moments too, of uh, Keon's mom is Lainey Kazan and my big, fat, my big fat Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. Like that, they are the same person. So I, there's always a sort of quote of the day or just like something that she does that like just tickles me and i i love her a lot um but she has like a larger than life personality and she 
<laughs> she was call. She had to call yesterday to um, uh, sort of dispute, not dispute a charge on her credit card, but it was kind of that situation. Um, she was charged for something and she never got it. So anyways, long story short, th- she was calling and she's like, yes, I, I made a call. I purchased something and um, I'm calling you to like let you know that I didn't get it and I need you to like fix this. And the lady on the phone said um, she was like, okay, so I see a charge on your card here on back in July 18th for the company that she ordered it from. And I, I just wish I'm hoping I set this up well enough, but she was holding her phone. She always speaks on speakerphone, okay. of course, mm-hmm. because that's what people do over the age of 60. Yes. And she had like her bill in her hand and her speakerphone and she's like i see the charge on july 18th for whatever and she said yes how did you know about that <laughs> <laughs> she's like how did you... <laughs> was... because like it's all like on the computer it was so funny <laughs> she's like how did you know about this <laughs> and but she was also like so surprised she's like yes how did you know right about this? it's like she's seeing a it was psychic so funny. yeah <laughs> yes it was so cute and i just like i was laughing so hard <laughs> and kian and i have been saying it ever since she how did you know about this uh it was so like suspicious but also like surprised that she was able mm-hmm. to see that information oh uh, i just loved it oh, i so loved funny. it a lot so that is um kian's mom is my bsa of the week specifically what? that moment wow i love it i yeah. i uh i love that i that's so great yeah just picture laney kazan saying that and uh i mean and you got i'm it. putting her in that party blouse just so you know oh yes you have to <laughs> yeah. yes the fashions um well that's great my my <laughs> <laughs> just that's awesome how do you know about this yeah uh do you know about this? so my nominee and i wouldn't say like i'm using this more just to talk about it uh Though I guess the the original source material would be my BS one of my BSAs of the week or my nominee, but I okay. just watched the new Netflix version of The Boys in the Band. Oh, interesting! And I have you seen? Have you like what's your familiarity with The Boys in the Band? Uh, yeah, it'll come as a shock to no one that I've not seen it. I don't know anything about. It. I know what it is, but I mm-hmm. I didn't. I know they revived it on Broadway, and there was like a lot of white men in it, and a, like um, but. I know, like, the premise. Yeah. So, Well, uh, put it on the list, but I would okay. say put the original movie on the list. Yes. Uh, don't let first. the remake be the first version you see. Uh, okay. The, the, the Boys in the Band is, uh, is an amazing play, uh, and it, you know, it, it came out off-Broadway in, like, the late 1960s. It was actually mid-run when Stonewall happened, and so... Okay. It's oh wow yeah so it's this interesting I mean and there's something almost like unfortunate in that timing because it, it's such a pre Stonewall view of gay men and mm-hmm. and yet it's so relevant like I mean there is an el- sure. elements of it that are certainly quote unquote period piece but I think what's shocking is how much of it is like yeah we're still doing this shit today yeah um, it's it is it, certainly Act Two is very Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf so I mean I love yeah, that. yeah so reason and even though there's no women in it. Like, I, I don't even feel it. I don't even notice it. Um, sure, yeah. It's, and it's, you know, it's just about these, this group of gay men gathering at one guy, Michael's apartment for another's birthday and everything just kind of goes to shit. And yes. it is, so the original movie has the entire, I think the entire cast is is the Broadway cast. And so I love it has that lived in feeling um, and is just like, 
phenomenal. It's just so good. Uh, and then, so I had seen the movie, and then I saw the, the the revival on Broadway, which also then that entire cast was in the Netflix re- remake. Got it. So they kind of did the same thing there. Um, okay. So the Broadway revival was was great. It was actually, there were elements of it that I really appreciated. Uh, I liked it more than I expected to. I'm on the fence about Jim Parsons as Michael in the lead role. I think it's a really interesting casting, but like it's the kind of situation where kind of what similar to what you were talking about with Annie Murphy, where you want to see an actor play outside of their typecast. I felt yeah. like it was a performance I had seen Jim Parsons. It, it's a, it's a very Jim Parsons style performance, you know, like this is, ha- this is Southern gay. Yeah. Sort of like it, he yeah. was in the normal heart and it was like, I felt yeah. like I was watching the same performance and he's good and he has some very strong moments, but I, I don't know. I just, I think he's too much of like a, a personality and, and a little too tied up with the big bang theory personality that sure. I can't really see past the actor to the character, you know? Uh, yeah. And there's just the underlying, uh, sort of him stealing all of Steve Carell's Emmys well, that I'll never forgive him for. That's <laughs> kind of the real issue. I just I show up bitter. So yeah, exactly. Um, I, but sorry like, to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah I'd rather see Steve Carell in this role. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I would actually. But yeah. um, the movie version is the remake. Is you know watching it, it was like. I tried to think about what it would be like to see this movie without having previous points of reference and like what this would be like as an entry point for a new audience for boys in the band and feeling wanting to feel excited about like the fact that the script pretty much stays intact from the original version and you know that a lot of the same points and meaning are still there and and, and they don't really up like change the format too much and I thought well that's great because the play is really I mean it's got its flaws, but I think it's a fantastic play. And it, some of the things yeah. they say are just so brilliant. And, uh, you know, it's it's produced by Ryan Murphy. And so that kind of sure. jumped out to me. is like there's a lot of really, like, slick editing and production that I didn't really need. Uh, but then it kind of settles in. And um, Zachary Quinto is the best supporting actress of that movie. He is Ooh. phenomenal. That is the one exception I'll say is that Zachary Quinto comes in about 45 minutes in and steals the whole fucking movie. It's really, really great. So okay. uh, it's worth seeing, but I would say my re- my strong recommendation is see the original version um, and then at some point see the remake. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. That's my assignment. Uh, that's your assignment. Yeah. Uh, and so then my actual BSA of the week is a bit of a preview for in the details because I'm doing all spooky nuances this this month. Ooh. And one of the movies that I'm going to be talking about is a movie from 1956 called The Bad Seed, which oh. is it's, it's like, a you know, a, a, an evil kid movie, you know, or a, a murderous kid movie. And it's uh, it's a similar situation as Boys in the Band in that. Most of the cast, or at least three of the cast members from the original, it was originally a book, and then it was a really successful Broadway show, and then they made a movie, and three of the actors came over from the from the play, and so again, it has that very lived-in feeling, uh, yeah. and it was nominated for both Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Oh, and had, so there were two roles nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and then you know the the role of the mother is played by Nancy Kelly, who I wasn't familiar with. It is 
Oh my God. Well, I will do a whole episode about it, but let me just say Nancy Kelly makes acting choices with a capital A and a capital C. It's, it's crazy. And then, so the the girl who plays Rhoda, the murderous little girl uh, played by uh, Patty McCormick, she got nominated and she's great. Like as a child performance, it's a child performance, but it is pretty monstrous. But then the other best supporting actress is Eileen Heckert, who plays the mother of the little boy who gets killed. Okay. And she later won a Best Supporting Actress for a movie called Butterflies Are Free, which was another uh, Goldie Hawn movie. But she has two scenes in The Bad Seed. In bo- and she, so she, Nancy Kelly, and Patty McCormick all came over from the original stage production. Okay. And you can feel it. Like, the movie feels a little stagey, but I kind of love that. Sure. And so Mrs. Daigle, played by Eileen Heckert, has two scenes. She's drunk in both of them. And you cannot look away. Like, you cannot. Like, I I think you should see this movie because I think you should see this movie. But if anything, you need to see Mrs. Daigle scenes. You will love them. She's got this kind of like Mrs. Hortense Daigle. Yeah, it's it's just as delightful as a bagel. She, oh my god, it's it's very Eileen. Eileen, it's very it's like Elaine Stritch meets Eileen Brennan. I think is oh there you go. That's a great combo. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's I I am so excited to talk about this movie on in the details. But I'm telling you, it is especially now during a spooky season. It's not too scary. There's no violence. Okay. Yeah, I can handle um, that. There's no jump scares. Uh, it's more of just like creepy and like, it, sure. and there's women in every scene except like one. Ooh. Yeah. So it's mostly okay. women acting. Oh. oh yeah. It's, oh my God. Yes. You have to see the bad seeds so we can talk about it. <laughs> is there any, it's, it's, uh, is it like a YouTube purchase or is it like streaming somewhere? I'm, I would imagine it not. I, I could not find it streaming. I bought it because it was like, okay. and it, I, it cost me like six bucks to buy it. I think to rent it's sure. like 99 cents. So, okay. Nice. So Excellent. yes, the bad seed. Um, so that is my official BSA of the week. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, spooky season is upon us. We'll be doing our own kind of spooky yes. series this month. I know it's already October, but we had to celebrate our birthday. Mm-hmm. I love an October birthday too. Uh, it's the best yeah. month of the year. Of the year. Yeah. But we'll and have some. Spooky. We have some. Uh, plans ahead of us for this month and it should be fun yeah i'm excited about uh who will finally be making it into our alumni hall of fame next week yes. i don't think we've talked about her before no we have we have she was yes in the hours yeah yeah so there's a that. hint of of what next week's episode is going to be it is a spooky bsa who appeared in the hours yeah, that's all yeah. I'm saying. It's Margot Martindale. Like, it's Nicole Kidman <laughs> yeah. and What Lies Beneath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though it's that was Margot Michelle Martin Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know where my BSA brain is yeah. today. I, I you crossed the to state go, line. Like, and Take all, a nap. Yeah, it all gets yeah. scrambled. Um, Ugh, I mean, goodness. that just sounds like all the more reason for us to, oh, yep, to be played off. They knew. Ugh, yes. um, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Nicole Kidman and The Others. The Others. Is what I was trying to yes. think of. Yes, yes. I had to, like, I had to justify my crazy I, I knew where you anyway. were going, and then the, the, yeah, the car no, took a left. Thank you for being yeah. right there, yes. Sure, <laughs> just to keep you honest. Um, yes. All that being said, uh, we we hear that music. Well, where, where can people find more of you? 
Yeah, they can follow me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Nick Kochanov. Lovely. Well, you can, of course, you, uh, you can find more of me, of course, all this month on In the Details, doing spooky nuances. You can find me on All Right Mary, talking about Drag Race Holland right now, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, and uh, it's fine. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. I'm a little dragged out this year. Uh, sure. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore and Twitter at Colin Drucker. And, of course, you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. And you could send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com with any thoughts on your favorite episodes, what you hope to see in the next year of the BSA Pod. We're always open to suggestions. Um, and a special thank you to all you listeners. My goodness. Yeah, um, our true BSAs. So lovely. Yeah. Yes, the BSAs of... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, always feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And, and tell your friends and your other favorite like BSA-loving friends more specifically. Because um, that's who we want to be listening uh, to our podcast. And to be like, uh, you know, communicating with. Yeah. <laughs> and that, as they say, is that. Is that.